Morning, everyone. Welcome to the podcast for Fab Business Hub, episode eight. Today's topic is all about business growth, and we have John Covey joining us, who is our coach um, and is, in my opinion, the one that I go to when discussing growth for the business. I thought he would be ideal uh, to give you some advice on the podcast for our members and anybody listening to this on Anchor. Uh, Apple Play um, or Spotify. So John, do you just want to introduce yourself to the members on who you are and um, what you have with? Of course, absolutely. Hello, everybody. Um, do, uh, do you know what, Zoe? I think you've just done it. <laughs> I think you've introduced me already. But for everybody else, yeah, absolutely. I'm a, I'm a, I'm a success coach, which is a kind of hybrid between you know a life coach and a business coach, uh, because I feel that they are really ca- uh, interconnected. So if you've got issues in your life, you know it's going to it's going to reflect in your business and likewise in your business and your life. So I think that it's about having that whole um, that, that I don't want to use the word balance because I don't necessarily think that balance is the right word, but it's about having that blended effect where it's integrated together. And I think integration is a much better way to look at this whole you know work life balance that we try and live in. Um, I believe that an integrated approach is is the way forward. Yeah. But, I help people get there. Yeah, definitely. I'm, I remember when we first worked together and I was very much in the mindset, which a few business owners listening to this might be, I was very much work, life, separate. <laughs> and I remember John saying to me, don't work like that. <laughs> uh, when uh, you're self-employed, you are your business. And um, why should it be be, be separate? The, there's that synergy there that needs to be created. And I remember first thinking, no, work-life balance because I come from an employment background and I think that very much is kind of taught uh, within employment um, then obviously um, after three plus years working together I, I very much now see what John was on about <laughs> in, in our first session. Yeah and I think that it, I mean you're right it's it's a learned behavior it's something that is definitely learned uh, and, and 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 kind of forced upon us in, in, a, in a way that you know and it's very old it comes from probably like the mid 50s where it was you know work eight hours eight hours recreation eight hours sleep and that yeah. was that was what it all was about you know that's how you should spend your time eight hours working eight hours rest or recreation and eight hours sleep um and and the world that we live in just doesn't operate that way no more do you know and it's not about being a workaholic it's not about being able to shut off because, you know, as you know, as well as I that I tell that downtime is like super important as well. Mm-hmm. But I think that it doesn't have to be a choice of should I do this or should I do that? It's like, well, why, why not just pull them together? Why don't we integrate? You know, why don't we spend time <clears throat> meshing the two together rather than trying to decide should I do this or should I do that or should I do that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And um, it's something that, I'm still learning, guys. So if you're listening to this and thinking, I want to create that, trust me, it's um, a learning process. And But I think the more you can get hold of that, uh, the better for you and the business because you can't run uh, a car on an empty tank, same as you can't run your business on an empty tank. Um, And again, calling Kettle Black, those that know me listening to this knows that that is a lesson that I'm still learning. But I think that is a lesson to be learned in, in business and when you're running your own um, enterprise or startup or SME, no matter what stage you are in business, I think it's important to have that synergy. And we're all, we're all still learning, you know, we're, we're all a work in progress. None of us have got this down perfect. 
um, because life throws curveballs at us. You know, there's a lot of things that that is a lot of the time out of our control, and it's not about the survival of the fittest or the strongest. It's about you know who's the most adaptive. Yeah, and can the ones that can adapt quicker are the ones that will you know survive better. Yeah, no, definitely, I agree. So the reason we've invited John along, guys, is that we're covering uh, business growth uh, strategies and um, looking at also funding opportunities uh, for the small uh, business owner um, in reference to uh, micro businesses, um, startups, um, small team businesses, um, as that is our niche within the hub. And uh, we've asked John to come along because um, I think John has a very good way of explaining in in um, human terms, without jargon, without giving you numbers that you don't understand or words that you don't understand, um, in terms of how to potentially do that. So first thing I'd like to ask you, John, is what are the things we can consider when we are looking at growth within our business, when we are very much used to just working on our own and um, how would we make that decision in terms of growth what would be the key indicators there for us I think that I mean the, the kind of answer is in, is within the question is you know you're working in a business things are going how you want it to be and things are well the, the the first question I suppose that you've got to ask is that what do you want that business to be you know and and, and if you think about the, the like when you work with me, Zoe, or whenever, whenever someone works with me, they get a workbook. And right in the very first page, the very first question is, what do you want? Mm-hmm. And, and I think that's so, so important. A lot of people forget that. They, you know, they get onto that hamster wheel and just go as fast as they can, thinking, got to make some money, got to make some money, got to make some money. Mm-hmm. And it's like, okay, cool, now I'm making some money. What next? And it's like, uh, let's just keep on going. Let's just keep on going. Yeah. And, and so the real question is, you know, like, what do you want? Do you know, is, it, is this just going to be a lifestyle business? Because if it's just a lifestyle, but there's nothing wrong with that. But, you know, a lifestyle business, you might not want to grow it. You might not want to scale it. You might want to, you know, you want to stay as you are and maybe take on a, a virtual uh, PA or somebody that can help with the kind of stuff that you don't enjoy doing or you don't want to do. You know, outsource a book to a bookkeeper for your accounts and, you know, outsource your marketing to somebody else rather than actually bringing it in-house. So I think that the first question really is, you know, like, what do you want this business to be? That's always got to be like upfront and, and, and center. Mm-hmm. Like, what does this business need to be? And then once you've identified that, then it's like, okay, cool. Right now let's look at how we get there. And <clears throat> there's, a, there's a number of indicators that you can look at, excuse me. <clears throat> there's a number of indicators that you can look at in terms of when you're ready to face that growth. So if you remember, we talk about how to, how to stack your bank accounts. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, there's, everyone's, everyone's got different ideas of doing things. I just, I really like this because as you said right there, Zoe, like, can you break it into simple terms that we can all understand without the jargon? And I, I'm very much like that. I don't want to have inside language. I want street language. I want something that we can all understand and think, huh, that makes a lot of sense. Um, and, and so I think that if we look at that as your bank account, that as, as a bit, whether it's your business account or whatever it is, ideally you want it on one dashboard so you can see it when you're on your app or your computer and you set it up in three ways. So you have one, two, three accounts. The first account is your expense account. The second account is your profit account. And the third account is your tax account. Now, the one that's interesting is obviously the profit because um, profit's a myth. Like, and I'm sure anyone that's listening to this or if they're watching this, if it's if it's going out as a video as well, um, anyone that... that 
that is listening or watching can, can probably relate to this. Whereas you get to the end of the year, you sit down with your accountant and your accountant says, you've had a good year this year. You've made a hundred grand or 20 grand or a million or whatever that may be. And you're like, uh, <laughs> where is it? Cause it's not in my bank. Uh, you know, like it's all right on paper saying I've made this, but where is it? You know, it's a promise. Like I, I ain't seen this money. So it, it is very much a myth. Whereas when you start stacking these accounts in this way, you physically start to see that account grow. And so how this looks is let's just say, for example, that to, to the cost of your business to run, including everything, salaries, expenses, office, rent, whatever it may be. Let's say that it costs you five grand just for a number. Mm-hmm. So after you've paid yourself or you've outsourced your marketing or admin or whatever it may be, let's say that that cost is, is five grand. So you need to make five grand a month just to cover costs. But let's say this, this particular month you do six grand. Well, you keep the five in the expense account and then the thousand extra, you take that out and you put 500 in the profit and 500 in the tax. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing is, is your tax is never going to be 50% of your profit ever. It's never going to be that way. And if you're working with an accountant that keep, that's on the ball, they'll be able to start to see the trajectory of your income and they'll start saying, ah, okay, we need to start moving some money around, maybe put some investments in place or um, equipment or reinvest back into the business and stuff like that as well. Mm-hmm. And let's say next month then you do eight grand. So you keep your five in the main expense account, the surplus, the three, again, you split it. So 1,500 in your profit, 1,500 into the tax. Now, what you can start to see is all of a sudden now I've got two grand in that account, in the tax account, and two grand in the profit account. It's like, huh, okay, this is, uh, this, is, this is quite good. I can start to see how this is starting to move now. And what I would say is a good time to start, if you want to grow, one of the times that I would say is, is, is a good time to consider that is once that profit account hits six months coverage of your expenses, Mm-hmm. so if you're obviously uh, my maths in, on point this morning what's 5 times 6 or so 5, 10, 15, 20, 20 30 grand it's pretty much easy it's pretty easy I, mean, I shouldn't really need my fingers um, but once you get to a stage where you've got 60 grand sat in that profit account then as, a, as an activation switch to think, right, okay, we've got two options right now. We can start to think about growing because we know we've got enough money to, to cover ourselves if we start to hit a bit of a bumpy road. But we can also start to activate a, 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 an overflow pot, which is a fourth pot, which is, you know, what we call it an investment pot, if you like. Mm-hmm. And that is where you start to, anything that's over 60,000, you start to, not 60, sorry, it's 30,000, isn't it? Sorry. Yeah, 30, yeah. 30,000. 30, Once it starts to get more than 30, so let's say, that next month, like three, five, seven months in, you've got five grand over your expenses and you're putting two and a half back into the tax and the profits. Well, that two and a half grand doesn't go in the profit account now. That now moves across into this investment account and that starts to grow as well. And, and that's really good because then you might think, well, do you know what? Rather than me renting an office, I've got some money what's growing in this investment. We might then start looking at investing in our own property. So we buy our own commercial premises and we've got an investment there. Or maybe we start to invest in some... Uh, bespoke software or, 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 or IT or whatever it may be for our business that's going to improve our infrastructure or we're going to recruit and we're going to take more people on. We might hire that person that's you know a little bit higher grade than we would usually consider because we've now, we've now got a bit more security behind us. So there's lots of different things to, to, to really consider there. But I think that if you run your business that way, where you have these three parts, mm-hmm. you, you, you know for certain that your expenses are always covered the profit, you can physically see it growing month on month. And listen, let's just say that one month, it's not as good. And you do four months 
uh, sorry, 4K that month. Well, you just take 500 back out of each of the profit and the tax accounts to top that back up to five. So mm-hmm. it is a it is a, a, a motion that you know it, it sometimes it dips and and it, and, and, and ebb and flows. You know, um, and, and but but as you do this, you can start to see that this accounts they, they grow. And I tell you now, like nothing as a business owner gives you more more joy. Well, maybe not nothing, but you know, one of the things that gives you great joy as a business owner is loading your phone up or your app for your bank, your business account, and seeing that you know you've got hundred grand in in your expense account and fifty grand in your tax and fifty grand in your profit or fifty million for that matter. You know, it depends on the size of the business. But mm-hmm. when you can look at that account and know that you're liquid, mm-hmm. you know that your business is 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 on good grounds. It changes the mentality. It changes the way that you start to operate. It changes the way that you feel about the business. It changes the way that you make decisions, and and everything just changes for you as a, as a business owner. Yeah. And I agree. I mean, you showed me that technique uh, so I can basically endorse that, guys, that it does work and it is a really simple way. I know when I first showed John my bank account and I had so many saving pots because I've been brought up to save um, and John said, well, what does that mean? That that confuses me. So no wonder it's confusing you, Zoe, in terms of not knowing where your finances sit. So simplifying it, is a great way to actually really then come back to roots and ask yourself, do I have the financial capacity to grow the business um, without really doing doing very little, looking at your accounts, looking at your numbers uh, with, with that technique? So, John, what is business growth to you? How do you best explain that to the businesses that you work with? I think that I mean, in, in in terms of the growth as a whole, I think that firstly, there's 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 two ways that you can look at growth: um, patience, you know, time, and and that's hard. You know, it's it's hard for you to, you know, save the money. You know, so what we've just said then to get to that six months coverage in that in that profit account it takes time. You know, so that's one way to grow the business is time, and it's it's you know, especially if you're not a very patient person, it's quite difficult. The mm-hmm. second way is capital, raising capital. So, you know, money's never been so easy to buy. You can buy money so cheap right now, and that's going to continue for a while, but it'll start to get expensive again. You know, like you only have to look at the mortgages, like how cheap they are to buy mortgages right now. Um, so, so getting money's never been, never been as easy. And, and, you know, it's just that risk versus reward that you've got to just be, be a little bit mindful of. So there's two ways that you can look at that, patience or growth. What does it actually mean, though, growth? Well, Growth is about when you're putting all the infrastructure in place. So growth tends to be more expensive than scalability. So mm-hmm. growth is when you're investing in people. It's when you're investing in technology. It's when you're investing in you know, bricks and mortar, a location, physical presence. It's when you're investing in all the initial costs that's going to allow your business to grow. Um, but growth is expensive, and we have to actually face that. You know that there is costs involved. The fun thing, though, is once you've started to got that, uh, once you've started to to move towards that, and is less expensive so you can then grow and scale quite rapidly now the easiest way i i find and it's probably the, the i forget the person who said it now the name it's, it's just it's just gone from me now but there's a guy who said this and it says that jay Abraham, that's his name jay Abraham, um is like a business consultant to the fortune 500 and silicon valley and stuff like that as well um, but he says that there's only three ways that you can grow your business and it's 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 so right if you if you break this down and look at this um, the first way is that you can, you know, increase the number of customers that you have. 
seems pretty straightforward. Get more customers, you're going to grow your business. So you're making more revenue, you can grow your business. The second thing is to increase your, what you charge. So how much is someone going to pay you for your products, your services, and what you do for them? Um, and then the third thing is how often they buy that product. So increase the frequency of that repurchase. Mm-hmm. Um, and the impact of that is it's just ridiculous. It's like you, you think about, like, for example, let's say that you've got, um, I don't know, a thousand customers. And these thousand customers spend a hundred pounds with you twice a year. So you know, every six months they come back and they buy that product again, whatever that may be. That means that a thousand customers spending hundred pounds twice a year. That means your business is doing 200,000 pounds in revenue. Mm-hmm. Now, the thing that's really interesting with this is when you, when you adopt this growth model where you say, well, do you know what, actually, we're going to increase our fees because we should, do you know, it's one of the things we worked on, Zoe, is always making sure that you're charging what you're worth and, 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 yeah. and pushing on price. But let's just say that you're going to increase the price by 10%, which is not unheard of. Most companies will look at between 10 to 15% increases year on year. So all of a sudden, if you increase the amount of, of cost by 10%, that means that the, the fee that you get is no longer 100 pounds, it's 110. Yeah. That no one's going to object to a 10 pound increase on a 100 pound product. You know, and if they do, they're not the kind of people that you probably want to be working with anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say that you increase um, your customer base by 10%. So you no longer have a 1,000 customers. You've got 1,100. So you've got 100 new customers throughout that year. And uh, Let's say that you increase by 10% the frequency in which they purchase, which is not even a real number as it works out, like 2.5% or something like that. That, though, what that looks like is that you've turned that business from being a 200,000 business to a 266,000 pound business. It's a 33% increase in, 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 in your business and you've not done anything different. You've just charged more money, you've got a couple more customers and you've asked them to buy a little bit more often and your business has grown by 66,000 without too much struggle or effort. Now, what gets really interesting is if you start to turn them, them dials up. So you say, well, do you know what? Actually, we're going to increase our customer base by 30% or 33% rather. So all of a sudden, you've not got 1,100 customers, you've got 1,330 customers. And you're going to increase your fees by 25% because you've not done it for a couple of years. So that fee is going to go up to £125, which again, you know, is not too drastic on a £100 product. Mm-hmm. And they're going to buy from you three times a year. So you're going to increase that by 50%, the, the uh, uh, repurchase frequency by 50%. So what's happened there is they now pay 125 pounds. You've got 1,330 customers that's buying from you as opposed to 1,000, and they buy from you three times a year. Now, the impact that has on your business is your business is no longer a 200,000 pound business. Your business is now a half a million pound business, 498,000 pounds, 750, uh, 498,750 pound business, half a million pound business, and all you've done is add the, these few little tweaks to it. Mm-hmm. Now, for everyone that's listening or watching, that's what I would I would say that anybody should probably look to do on a year-on-year basis. You know, can we increase our fees by ten percent, maybe fifteen percent, or if you're feeling really, you know, brave because you know, the customers aren't really the problem; it's always yourself. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you can increase that fee by you know 10, 15, 20 percent, and you can increase your customers by 10, 15, 20 percent, and you can increase your uh, how often they buy from you by 10, 15, 20%, the business that you had, you're going to need binoculars to look back to see how far you've come. Yeah. No, I agree. And with you saying it, just start with you, it does. 
I mean, John shares this story within uh, the Thrive Network, which is a project that we work on um, for business development in Sheffield and events. And I remember when I first started strategy, it was 225. And John literally's answer was, and what does that cover? How much time does that take for 225? And I was like 10 hours. And he said, so you're telling me <laughs> it's £22.50 an hour for your rate when we it started at £75 per hour with what you were doing previously. Your time is the same. It's worth the same value. Yeah. Um, and now I charge £950 for that same product because of, of that model. You've just got to kind of believe in yourself a little bit. And if not, then you have John. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. These techniques and these simple kind of strategies and principles to actually educate you into maybe thinking a little bit different when it comes to growth and just making these uh, small changes to, to give a big impact. Absolutely. So, it's, it's, about, it's about being brave. Yeah. Um, and you've got to be brave because, you know, you're going to be doing things. And one of the things I say to all my clients is that you've got to get comfortable being uncomfortable. That's the, that's the real key to business is being getting to a stage where you feel comfortable being uncomfortable. And, yeah. and, and price is definitely that place. And, and, and I think I remember a conversation we had, Zoe, you know, most people, they'll think that they're losing when actually they're really winning. And what I mean by that is the conversion rate that you should be always aiming for in your business from, you know, lead to, to, to new customer is 25%. You know, if you're, if you're closing more than 25%, your prices are way too cheap, mm-hmm. way, way too cheap. So, you, so that's a really good indication that your price should change. And, and I remember having a conversation with you about that. Like Zoe, you were saying, like, from all these people that's been part of my, uh, my, my community, my uh, programs, I've already converted around, uh, I think at the time, I think it was about 20, 22%. And I'm, yeah, like, yeah. and I'm like, Zoe, that's perfect. Because you were considering whether or not that product's even worth while continuing. And yeah, I'm like, yeah. no, 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 no. That's the absolute perfect place to be. You know, you, you, yeah. you maybe improve it slightly but you know that is exactly in the right territory right, you know, because we, we we can't win them all we shouldn't try to win them all we should want to win them all but the, the reality of it is not going to happen and if we do we, we're really like radically undercharging yeah no i agree because I, I remember that conversation and we talked about the other products and i was like well i know my conversion rate is uh, one in three and um i remember you saying well when was the last time you increased your rates if your conversion rate is one in three and it's like um, quite a while ago. <laughs> In actual fact, I've never, never increased my prices. Yeah. Um, and again, this um, technique and this kind of principle with looking at the small changes actually does work when you're a bit more reflective and kind of take the emotion out of it. Mm-hmm. Because I know for me, I was just like, oh no, I've been working with them for three years. I can't now just say, oh, the price is this. And I remember you saying, well, why not? Um, and actually this ties into kind of the kind of the final question I was going to ask John about principles and strategies that you can kind of uh, apply in that small change of the 33% model uh, really, really does work. Mm, yeah, totally. Um, I mean, in terms of how, how you do it, you've just got to, you know, you've got to put them big girls' pants on or them big boys' pants. Or maybe you want to put them on each way. I don't know which way you want to go with that one, but you've got to put your big girls and big boys' pants on yeah. um, and, and and go and do it. And, and it's going to feel uncomfortable at first, but the reason it feels uncomfortable is because you've not done it. Yeah. Uh, and, and once you've done it a few times, it becomes much more comfortable asking. And I think that that's the thing, what you've got to think about. And, and I know it's hard for some people to probably 
um, for, for them to let this resonate with them. I know, I know it's quite difficult for Zoe often when we have conversations about things like this, but your business is there to make money, you know, and, and you know what? It's great if you can build a relationship along the way, but business relationships are transactional. And if there's no transaction, there's no business relationship there. Now, that doesn't mean you can't have friends in business, but ultimately a business is designed for one purpose and one purpose alone is to make money. And if that business ain't making money, well, the business ain't going to be around for very long, unfortunately. Yeah. You know, unless you're a charity. I mean, charities are great because they get money given to them. You know, us, us as business owners, we don't get money given to us, you know. And if we do, you know, it's on a very rare occasion like a pandemic. That's just happened and not everybody still gets money then. So, you know, we, we aren't charity. We, we, we have one purpose in business, which is to make money. And we want to make an impact as well. You know, obviously we want to serve, we want to help, we want to make an impact. But we can't do any of that without the money. We can't yeah. impact people. We can't change people's lives. We can't help businesses. We can't do any of the stuff that we want to do, what we're passionate about if we don't have any money to do it. Yeah, no, 100% agree. And guys, I hope you found that really informative. I mean, as I've mentioned, Johnny's my coach, but still I've made loads of notes if you've seen me scribbling down. So for example, you are a work in progress. It is about adaptability. Life isn't 888 anymore in terms of what uh, John kindly shared at the beginning. Your key indicators are you do have to ask yourself what you want to be. And also that great tip about stacking them uh, bank accounts and, and them saving pots to know on a scalability and growth whether things can be done. In terms of what growth is for John, time and capital, and it's against growth and scalability as well. And it's all about making an impact and being brave. Um, and I know definitely John enables you to do that within your business. Uh, that's why I've invited him along today. That's why he's been a coach for over three years. Um, so, John, if anyone is listening to this and thinking, right, I need to speak to John um, about anything that struck a chord today or about growth and scalability in their business, how would they get in touch? So the easiest way is um, just to type my name into Google, you know, J-O-N, no H, um, Cove, C-O-V-E-Y, um, and, and you'll find me online. You know, I'm, I'm pretty much everywhere. <laughs> you know, like most of the socials, well, all of the social channels, you'll, you'll find me there. My website is, is johncovey.com. Um, if, if anyone wants to chat, you know, there's, there's an option to, to book a free call on that site that you, if, you, if you go to my website. Um, mm -hmm. Happy to have a chat with people, find out, you know, if, they, if they're, well, where they're stuck, you know, what is it that they need a bit of support and help with. Um, and, and, you know, come and follow me online anyway, because I share a lot of, you know, valuable stuff that's designed to help you with your sales, with your marketing, with your business and with your mindset. They're the kind of real four areas that, that I try to help people with is, you know, getting out your own way. Let's get that mindset rock solid and be brave. That's a, a real powerful message. Be brave. Uh, the sales, you know, like if you can't close, you can't grow your business, you can't earn the money. Marketing, if you can't get the leads, there's nothing to close. At close and if you haven't got the right strategies for your business then you're just going to keep stalling and you know by law if something's not moving forward by law it's going backwards and yeah. i don't know about anyone here but well, i can't speak for one of my other but i don't want to be going backwards i want to yeah. move forwards 
Definitely. And um, I know I mentioned it um, and touched upon Thrive. Um, so that is a project me and John work on. If you are listening to this and thinking I, w- I would like to attend a business development workshop, do reach out to me uh, through the Fab Business Hub um, or John um, in reference to Thrive. And we can give you more detail upon that. We meet every month. And again, you're more than welcome to come along and uh, experience what Thrive is about in terms of the, uh, the Thrive community as well. Absolutely. Um, I mean, they can, if they want to go and find out a little bit of Thrive, about Thrive, if you go to the website, learnwiththrive.com, mm-hmm. uh, you can find out more information about that there as well. Amazing. Well, thank awesome. you for taking your time this morning on a Friday. We really appreciate it. Guys, we'll be back next month with our next podcast episode. But for now, thank you very much. And we will see you next time. See you later, guys. Thanks, Zoe. Thanks, John.